If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Thank you for listening to our podcast on iHeartRadio app or however you're listening to this old-time radio program. You know, old-time radio has never lost its entertainment value, so why not own all these great shows? Old-time radio DVD has a special offer to our iHeartRadio listeners. Now listen carefully. Go to otrdeal.com for discounts on all of our collections of old-time radio classic TV. TV, movies, cartoons, and serials. All of our collections are on external hard drives, which makes it really convenient and cost-saving. Go to otrdeal.com. You'll be glad you did. That disease at Los Alamos and Hansford, Washington, it's thought to be caused by radiation. What's been happening is this. Every so often, a key technician or one of the authorities on atomic theory is found sleeping heavily. His pulse is normal, his breathing is deep. There's nothing wrong with him that can be detected. He wakes up after about 24 hours and only remembers a sort of creepy sensation and a kind of cold feeling around the pimples. There have been less than a dozen cases of this so far. Every one has been a man with top-secret information. These nights, I, I don't sleep too good. I... I'm worrying. It's no good me saying anything. Nobody will listen. Maybe you will. I'll begin at the beginning. It all started when the fireball passed over Tateville about 9 o'clock that night. I just closed up the newspaper office and was walking home. Biotex, the new soak and pre-wash powder, brings you SS-68. Stories which plunge vividly into other worlds, other dimensions, other times. SS-68. Ladies, we're speaking about biotechs in this series of programs, and Mrs. E.B. Granger of Gordon Road Heathfield in the Cape wrote to say that she decided to try our biotechs just to see if it lived up to our claims, and she said, I bought a packet, and lo and behold, it actually did just what the advert said. I'm so proud of the children's white shirts, the hankies, and the underwear that I want to say it will be biotechs for me every washing day from now on. Some of my family's accessories were left with slight stains, but now, thanks to biotech soaking, they come out white. And the stains do go away, as you say. Now, that is the statement from Mrs. Granger of Heathfield of the Cape. And it bears out what we have been saying to you ladies ever since Biotechs first came on the market. We said to you, it is different to any washing product that you've ever used before. We claim that the stubbornest stains will vanish. And people like Mrs. Granger bear out our claims. Remember, Biotechs. <laughs> SS 
F-68 presents The Castaway, adapted for radio and produced by Michael McCabe. The Castaway. Like I said, I watched the fireball pass over Tateville about 9 o'clock. Next morning early, I set out for Tom's ranch on the hills. I was with Tom in the war, and we both share this feeling for places where there aren't any people. Tom wasn't at home, but I, I settled in and cooked myself a meal at the ranch. And afterwards, when it was real dark, I settled down with a pipe to wait for my buddy. When I heard the horses getting so restless, I took a flashlight and a rifle and went for a look-see. you, Tom? Anybody there? Oh! Hi. Tom? Oh! Not Tom! Who are you? Stub Evans. You old son. No, Stub, this is Ben. Come on up. I'm not Stub. Now, this was queer because... I knew that was Stubbs' voice. Stubbs got whiskers and he's old and he's drunk and only Tom will employ him. I knew Stubbs' voice, but I didn't argue. Whoever you are, come on up and set for a while. Where's Tom? Huh? I flashed the light and a shadow moved fast away from my light, as if it was afraid of something. What's the trouble, Stubbs? What are you hiding for? I got my reasons. Put out the light. I want to ask you a question. Uh, okay. There. Now, what's the matter? You drunk? No. No, I ain't drunk. I want to ask you if... Well, it's hard to say. If you see a very strange thing, will you kill it? Ah, stop it, Stub. Come on up on the porch. I don't feel like playing games. Then I heard the dogs. They were Tom's dogs, though I didn't know it immediately. I snapped on the light quick, and there was the shadow again, where Stub's voice had come from. I saw it just for a second. The shadow was big. Not quite as big as a man, though. It ran. On two legs, all right. Nearly as big as a man, but when you see a man, you know it's a man, and I didn't recognize this as a man. Then Tom come up with his dogs. They seemed rattled. Hiya, Ben! You seen anything clear? I'm not sure. But I heard something. Stub Evans was talking to me from the dark, but he wouldn't come up on the porch. What's the matter? You were talking to Stubb. He wasn't here. He, he's been out. I know his voice. Only he, he talks queer. Oh, here he comes now. Got to get him in the house. He's asleep. Quick, let's get Stubb indoors. Well, we went inside and we couldn't wake Stubb. 
His pulse was okay, and he sure wasn't drunk. Tom told me how Stubb came to leave the place, so he and Brick had to go looking for him. Stubb went out after the fireball. We see it come down beyond the mountains yonder, spitting fire. Stubb had heard that shooting stars and fireballs were worth a little something, so he chased off after it. He rode out around sunrise and never came back. We went out at three o'clock to look for him. We found his horse, but no stub. There was a dozen acres of newly fallen landslide where the fireball had hit, so we hunted for him. Around sunrise, we heard his voice. He hollered to us, and we went and found him asleep. He's been asleep just like he is now, ever since. Whether Stubb was with you or not, I, I heard his voice here. And I saw something queer. But it weren't a man. Yeah, dog's acting queer, too. Well, I went and showed Tom where it was. I saw the shadow thing. If I saw it. Remember, it was a fireball last night. Sounds like Stubb. But he's asleep. I'm going up there. The voice came from the hill above the house. And I climbed up there with the flashlight and the rifle. way and had seen nothing. I saw nothing move, but there was a plop and this bright light and this great heat and I, I jumped back and I felt pretty angry and the back of my neck crawled. Something that called itself a castaway had thrown something at me. A weapon. But it weren't a human weapon. couldn't face it, Tom, but I'm darned if I'll run away from it. I gave the thing a dozen chances to kill me if it wanted to before it climbed down. Now, what in the name of all the... What is it, Tom? I don't know. I don't know. Let's go see Stubb. Stubb woke up out there and we heard what had happened to him. Long ride for nothing. I looked around. All the mess that fireball made. I searched. Thought I might find something valuable. I bent down, and then I felt creepy. I tried to turn and look, but I couldn't turn. It was froze where I stood out there, and the mess that fireball had made. And then, then something came up behind me and pulled at my clothes and plucked my skin. Touched me around the head, here and, and here, and it was mighty queer and horrible, Mr. Woodberg. If it was the same thing that talked to me in Stubb's voice, then it must have put something in Stubbs' temple and learned how to talk from what was in his mind. And used a flamethrower to warn you back when you climbed. Flamethrower? Took my mind? Oh, hold on, Stubbs. Oh, we'll explain. Uh, Tom, it, it wasn't a flamethrower like you'd expect. Uh, something else. Though it had stopped any animal I've ever known. Castaway. Uh, could be at that. The earth would be a desert island and we'd be savages. We'd be the murderous natives riding across the mountains to the spot where a wrecked... No, that's impossible. Off that thing, the fireball? Why not? And, and you see, to it, we're natives. 
He sights a single one of us. Stub. Paralyzes him. Reads his mind and learns to talk. But uh, he'd be appalled at the violence and brutality he finds in that native's mind. And we're going to find it. If there are creatures that have spaceships and such, then compared to them, we are savages. And if there's a castaway on Earth that we humans seem savages to, then he's pretty dangerous. we got to get him, it. What the tarnation are you talking about, Tom? I'm saying stub it. Me and Ben here aren't going on any fishing trip at all like we planned. We're going hunting. Since Biotechs appeared on the market, we've had many endorsements from time to time, and these can be seen in our office. I am broadcasting some of these to you, and will do so as they come to hand. And Mrs. M.V. Krauser of Fifth Avenue Pinetown, Natal, wrote and said, Here's a letter from me of appreciation to the makers of Biotex. I am highly satisfied with Biotex and have introduced my friends to your product, and so far there has not been one complaint that it does not live up to the claims you make for it. I have two sons aged two and a half and one year. The elder boy gets filthy dirty, and his clothes are pretty much the worst for wear at the end of the day. The baby naturally drags himself about, and his little diapers become very black and dirty at the end of each day, too. The point I'm trying to make with you is that every night I soak these diapers and the elder child's clothing in biotechs, and in the morning, all I have is a slight rubbing and rinsing, and that's it. The name again is Biotex. I know a pilot in the Pacific. He was cast away when his plane conked out. He made it to an island. He made friends with the natives. They helped him. With signals, homemade boats, all the jazz. A destroyer came and picked him up. The destroyer left a party on the island to watch for other castaways. The island grew into a base. What happened to the natives? You tell me. Now we have a castaway on a world. When his people come, what will happen to the natives? Us. Stop. You and Brick take care of the ranch. Ben and me, we're going hunting. <laughs> Stubb's mind, all right. He knows how to read and write. But, Tommy, he calls us man. That means he must be something else. To him, we're savages. Savages on a desert island, because he can read minds. Has powers only we can dream about. What happened to the Incas, the Indians? What happened to the South Seas? Want this to happen to the whole Earth? Find him, boy. Go on, find him! <laughs> might mean signaling in some way to others of its race. What then? But an intelligent creature on a world of strange, hostile beings would be a pretty tragic case. The message was desperate. I felt bad. 
but I hunted the castaway. We backtracked, for the thing we hunted had backtracked. And close by the words, will you be my friends, Tom scratched, show yourself in big plain letters. We retreated and waited, and the day wore on. Hardly human at all. It was the size of a man. Pale gray in color, all over. There was a belt around its middle, and there were things fastened on the belt. I couldn't look for long. I felt kind of sick. And I got a quivering sensation on the back of my neck. Shut up. Then the thing looked up, and Tom fired. Well, it's warm now, Ben. Too bad I missed... Gone. We gotta report it now. They're gonna have to bring out Air Force planes and the army to hunt it now. I can guess what it'll do now. It's got from Stubbs' mind, along with how to read and write, what Stubbs knew about the country. It'll go to someplace else, Stubbs knows now, to try to make friends and get it at once. Well, where? Stubbs gets whiskey from Clayton, from his cabin up ahead, five miles. If we can get there first, we might get another shot at him. Come on, let's move! Come on, boys, move! <laughs> Critter kill my little Sally. Come help me track it down and kill it. It was a natural critter. I, I see it. No use tracking. It walked on two legs. It was ash gray. Dogs were scared of it. There wasn't a human being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hunting for squirrels. Sally was with me. The dogs turned up something they were scared of. They howled terrible. I, I went to see a little Sally. She'd come with me. And the, this here thing comes busted at him. And, and I let it have it in both barrels. And, and lightning comes from it. And I ran. Leave it, Sally. Why, it's like lightning. I, I forgot. Let's go see. The lady led us to where it happened. And I can tell you there was a murderous red rage filling me. We went on to bare damp ground. And the, the woman began to sob because we found footprints. A man's and a child's. We followed and we found the shotgun Clayton had dropped. We found a patch of burnt ground. The lightning the thing had flung. But there were nothing else. No little girl, no tracks, no scrap from a tiny dress. Nothing. The hunt went on and on. We hunted for Sally's body. We hunted for the thing Tom had tried to kill. We hunted. Nothing. A lot more people joined us. So we had a hundred nearly searching through the scrub around that place. Ben! Ben! It's no use looking anymore. We just found a man asleep. He took his clothes and left him asleep like Stubworth. He can't be awake. You know what that means? I'm thinking about the kid. What does it mean? It means the thing's learned now everything another man had in his brain. It's wearing the man's clothes now. And at a distance it'll pass for a man. But what did it do with a little girl? I, I'll kill it. I, oh, oh, I forgot. The kid's all right. She says a funny man carried her to town. A nice funny man. She says he could run very, very fast. 
We'd forgotten all about fishing, and so I went back to Tateville, and I, I went to my office, passing a lot of people in the streets all talking about what had happened to Sally and Matt. It got dark, and I sat there in my office. The fireball must have been a spacecraft, this much I knew. But how to print it all and make people believe, believe what we'd seen out there. I was sitting there when my door opened. It was pretty dark, and I, I couldn't see who it was. Is the trick there? Uh, uh, hold on, I'll make a light. Don't. I'll be needing my eyes presently. No need to dazzle them with light. I was in that hunt today, Mr. Trickler. There's some mystery there. The little girl was perfectly all right. But she says it was a funny man who brought her to town. A nice funny man. But she can't say what was funny about it. I have been in touch with a castaway. I came here to tell you the story you just told me. In one edition. I tried to remember whose voice I was hearing. It was familiar, but I... I wasn't sure. The castaway blundered in on a man, Clayton, who shot at him. The castaway threw a flame pellet to frighten him away. It did. He left the little girl behind. She was hysterical with terror at sight. So, he used his mind to calm her. Quieter as a man stub was quiet. The castaway was very bitter and desperate just then. He believed he would have to make himself a fortress of weapons to guard himself against the natives of this world. But, the little girl's memory, he began to understand what the natives were really like. What, what did he, what did he learn? That man and his race are much alike. It would have to be so. As all birds to fly must have wings that are very similar. So beings that are intelligent must have intelligences that are very near in kind. The castaway can be friends with men. He needs to have companionship. He cannot wait ever to leave Earth. If he is alone, he will go mad. Like a man in solitude. Well, that's a, a message for me. Yes. Memories of the man Stubbs said you were a good man. So the castaway asks your help. To make friends among men? Yes. He can't. He's different from us, so we hate him. You know that I am a castaway. Of course I know. And you can kill me. And I'm very sorry for you because you will be killed. No matter how much you wish to be our friend. But there's nothing else to be done. You have to be killed because you're intelligent and are not a man. But you don't hate me. I do. My scalp crawls at the thought of you sitting there and talking to me. And you're not a man. But I'll be sorry for you. Even while I try and kill you. I have made a mask of clay. And I've put on the clothes of a man. I shall have to make a better mask and find out how to deceive dogs. I need to live among men. After all, I'm a civilized being. I have already learned that noises like those mean that somebody is on my trail. So I will leave you now.
I don't care. I just don't care what you say, boy. He's dead. I saw him kill Ben. Tom, chasing that thing, I found myself screaming out, screaming out. Like a beast, I wanted to see it killed, and I wanted to be there when it was killed. When it got out of town, running fast, and we saw it looking like a man, but we knew it was not a man, but just a, uh, just a castaway looking like a man. When we all saw it, we all of us wanted it dead, because we knew its danger. Yeah, yeah, and across the bridge there, in the starlight, plain a target as any man could wish for. Guns, lots of guns. No, Tom, no. It wanted us all to think that. And the river passed from all the rain. And he fell. And up again and staggered and went over the edge. And boy, nothing to live in that river. I don't believe he's dead, Tom. Dead? Dead? He's dead. That's what he wanted you all to believe, Tom. Part of his plan. Part of his plan, Tom. He's alive. I know it. I know, too, he's got to be killed. But I feel... I feel very sorry for him. Yeah, well... You're entitled to your opinions, Ben. Hey, what about that fishing trip? Hey, Ben. No, Tom. Don't feel like it. Want to think things over. And I'm still thinking. Sometimes I believe what the castaway said about never being able to get away from Earth. Picking brains around Tateville. He wouldn't learn much about atomic fuel and that. The sort of stuff that might help him get back to his people. But away from Tateville. And if he did get back, he, he might tell his kindred about the interesting savages he'd found where he'd been cast away. Which would be the beginning of the end of humanity. That's why I've been worrying a lot lately since the appearance of that curious disease at Los Alamos and Hansford, Washington. Every so often, a key technician or one of the authorities on atomic theory is found sleeping. His pulse is normal, his breathing's deep. There's absolutely nothing wrong with him that can be detected. When he wakes, he only remembers the creepy sensation. Amazing new biotech soaps stop and stain the way. Get amazing new biotech today and let soaking do the washing. I feel like a new man. It's an ugly day today. I thought you had flu. I took a grandpa headache powder and I'm well better. When colds and flu are about, grandpa headache powders are what you need. Grandpa headache powders work fast because they dissolve almost immediately. Grandpa makes all those dreadful flu symptoms disappear quickly. So, whenever you're in pain, get fast relief. Get Grandpa headache powder. Ah, Grandpa. You have just been listening to The Castaway by Murray Leinster. Brought to you by Biotex, the new soak and pre-wash powder. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 